Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. Michael B. Oh, Reporting Michael for duty. B. You know, there were so many Michaels. I don't pull that off. Sorry. Pardon me? I don't think you can pull that off. Michael B. Well, when I was a kid, I was always one of, you know five to seven Michaels in my uh, classes at school, so I was known as, you know, we had Michael P., we had Michael G., and I was, uh, I was Michael B., so that's just a little uh, school memory. Wow. Do you have a, I mean, is that your greatest school memory, would you say? Your most, your fondest school um, memory? I had my share of bullies, um, mm-hmm. and I also, um, we had name tags oh. that we had to wear. It was uh, laminated butterflies. This was oh. probably... Gr- Grade one or kindergarten. Okay. We had laminated butterflies that had like a string around them and we wore them around our necks uh, with our names on them. And mine was Michael B. But as a kid, I developed a phobia of having things around my neck, including like uh, shirts that were too tight, turtlenecks, collars, anything with a collar, I would pull it down. I was convinced I couldn't breathe. And so because I didn't want it around my neck, I tied the... Michael B. Butterfly around a button on my shirt, so my laminated butterfly with my name hovered right around my penis. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a good story. It is. Well, I'm trying to put oh. together something for the moth. Okay, the storytelling. So, you know, it's yeah. ironic, too, that you didn't like having things around your neck, because now you're only able to wank off if you're choking yourself. Kidding, oh. Michael. Oh, I'm kidding. I'll edit that out. That's a little... Don't edit it out. A little rough. It's called a joke, Mike. Maybe try leaving it in. We could yeah. use a few in this damn thing. I didn't like it. Um, so, welcome to the podcast. It's not about landlords or tenants. Maybe it's something... not about autoerotic uh, asphyxiation uh, either. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That is true. Um, yeah. It's about uh, life and experiences. and uh, What and, it's like to live in Toronto. And the relationship between me and, and crazy Mike. Yeah. So, um, last week we had Chris Locke on. Wow, what a fun time. A barn burner. He, you know what? He looks like the kind of guy who has could burn a barn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's tough and he's strong. Chris yeah. has this really strong back. Ever, if you ever get a chance to look at Chris Locke, look from behind. He's just got this amazing posture and strong back. And I Bulging. tell him this, and he does not like it. Really, when I tell him that. He's a modest guy, but he's got yeah. bulging back muscles. <laughs> he does. Right. And um, you might have remembered last week, um, well, I was I had a colonoscopy a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike was sort of taking care of me in my recovery, which yes. was unnecessary. And yeah. then Mike had a bit of a incident. You got a little weird. You tried to leave before I felt you were ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an argument. And I ended up snapping... Your ankles, I broke your two ankles. Broke my ankles. You're in a lot of pain. You had to go to Switzerland to get some stem cell therapy to uh, fix your ankles. And now, um, basically, uh, now we're in a period of time known as payback time. I hate it. I'm uh, (laughs) pretty pissed off at Mike for breaking my ankles, so um, I've been actually staying with him and sort of forcing him to do stuff, because if he doesn't, I'm calling the cops. Right. So basically, James has my fate in his hands, Mm -hmm. and uh, I have to... Literally do anything you ask me to do. So That's I'm at right. Your, your beck and call. Like and yesterday, I made you get down on the floor and eat dog food. Yes. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. Now, 
when you ask most regular people, hey, do you want to eat dog food? They'd go, ah, yuck. It's disgusting, right? It's for dogs. And I used to think that way too. But in the past week or so, when I've been, uh, you know, your servant, and you've been sort of degrading me and making me do things, uh, I've eaten nothing but dog food, and the strangest thing happened. Turns out, I love it. I love the taste of dog food. I uh, I never thought I'd say that, but I love eating it. Yeah, it's pretty goddamn annoying, actually, Mike. You're not yeah. supposed to be enjoying this. I know. I'm sorry that a punishment has turned into a treat. Good God. Like, well, anyway, I'm going to keep yeah. trying to think of stuff that I hope you dislike. I've been trying to train you to defecate on demand. Right, and that's... Uh, you know, I'm having some troubles uh, getting up there, but I believe if we work together long enough, um, we're going to make it. Like, this is, your attitude is really pissing me off. You're, supposed, you're not supposed to feel chipper about this. I'm sorry. It's just the way I was built, I, I suppose. This is supposed to so. be like, oh, God, another day in hell, and you wake yeah. up and can't face oh, the day. It's heaven. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <sighs> can't wait for my next meal. Uh, how has, has your week been uh, lately? Pretty good, pretty good. I um, A lot of people know I I, uh, I became the landlord of this building because I inherited it from my rich dead uncle. You certainly did. Um, I actually had another relative die, a, a great aunt. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear this sad news. No, it's fine. She was pretty old. How, uh, oh, how, may I inquire how old she was? Eh, like, like 50, 55, something like that. Oh. Anyway, so I inherited some money from her, and uh, I was thinking of uh, doing a new startup business. Oh, interesting. What, uh, what, what's it going to be this time? Because you have explored uh, you know, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, Peckercoin. Peckercoin. Erectile dysfunction you it, Bitcoin. Right? Um, you've, you've done so many... Uh, You've had so many business ventures. What's this one about? Well, uh, it's actually um, to do with food, Mike. And one of the most popular foods on the planet that is not hit in North America. Obviously, I'm talking about durian. Oh, durian. Yes, the Asian fruit. Also known as... Now, forgive me for saying this. Stink fruit. Yeah. Right? It it smells really bad. But I'm thinking, you know what? Think about advertising. Remember that coffee cough syrup where it's like, oh, Buckley's, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. They, they just good. come out and say it tastes like crap, but th- it works. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of like maybe like uh, embracing that with my durian product, you know, like just call, right. you know, maybe the little slogan is like, get your stink, get your stink on or get stanky, baby. I like it. And, you know, I, maybe durian yeah. with my face on the package and you buy it in the store and the slogan is get, get some stank on you. I like it. I like the idea of your face and the word stink or stank. Yeah, like it's, get your stanky ass, you know, eat this stanky ass fruit or something like that. Could, I just think that could hit. You could be to durian what, you know, Colonel Sanders is to uh, fried chicken. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Perhaps. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting in some orders uh, with a contact I have in uh, 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 Beijing. And, How much uh, durian are we talking about here? Let's just say a boatload, quite a lot. A so, boatload? Well, you need a lot of product to begin. You know, you can't right. just start with three durian and be like, oh, I'm sold out. You've got to have a big, big amount. How do you think, though, uh, how are you going to convince North Americans to get into stink fruit durian? Because, you know, well, the Mike, name doesn't do it no, any favors. But what era right? are we in right now? Um, the ass era, Mike. All millennials talk about is eating out asses and stuff. Right. Kids love that smell now. Right. They've become accustomed to it. Yes. Got to say. You've got a great business plan on your hands here, James. Well, thank you. Thank you. So we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks. Stinky stuff. Get your stink on, folks. 
Mike, your week was fine, other than enjoying being degraded by me for some reason? Yeah, just eating a lot of dog food, and, uh, you know, every time I see a dog, I feel jealous, because they get to eat it all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, we'd like to, before we get to our exciting segment this week, we'd like to thank everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, tell your friends about it, you know? Tell your mom and dad about it. Get them to help support the landlord and tenant pod mess. I don't know if we want moms and dads listening, to be honest, but yes, thank you for helping us. I looked at the numbers, actually, and most of our listeners, uh, the demographics, they are moms and dads in their (laughs) mid-50s. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's our target. Hey, you know what? I'll give a shout out to one of our Patreons, who I know is a dad, Bill Malik. Bill William. Oh, and how about and, and uh, you know what? Another one of ours is uh, going to be a dad, Duncan. I don't know. That's his screen name on Twitter, Duncan. I don't know. Yes, so, he's a very shout big out supporter. To those guys, thank you. The show. His his Love Twitter you. avatar is Roy from The Simpsons. Remember that? Oh, is it? Who's Roy, Roy in The Simpsons? He was on one episode. I think it was the possibly the Poochie one. Okay. Where suddenly they had this like surfer character. Oh Roy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hope that's not a copyright violation. Uh, well, our friend has. Thanks for selling him out. Jesus. Yeah, and we'll edit that out. Anyway, are you ready to to, to seg? To seg? Are you ready to seg? Segment. That's oh, the okay. Oh, oh my God, sorry. Mike! What did you do to that chair? Sorry. I'm sorry. So, it's the end of summer. Before we know it, fall will be in the air, mm-hmm. or as we say in Canada, autumn. Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be fun this week to um, take a look ahead with our Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess Fall Preview. Mm-hmm. Right? Just some of the things we're looking forward to in the coming months. I guess fall goes right up until Christmas, if I'm... Oh, that's what the government wants you to believe, but right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an October, November person. Right. Um, so yeah, these are things we're looking forward to this fall. Why don't you go first, Mike? Sure. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, so the first thing I'm looking forward to this fall is, um, now, uh, you're not going to like this, James. You're going to think that I'm being uh, sort of uh, too sensitive and uh, wishy-washy, but I really do look forward to the changing of the colors of the leaves in the GTA okay. every year, and this year is no ex- exception, and I'll tell you why, because it's free and it's beautiful, and those two things are hard to come by in a city as expensive as Toronto. Wow, you sound like a great guy to date. Well, let's do something free and beautiful. I think my grandparents actually met in church. They met in church because they were poor. Uh, they went on a date in church. They went on a date to church. Yeah, on my mom's side, they met, they <laughs> went on a date to church. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. All right, my first, <laughs> my first thing I'm looking forward to in fall is. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh. It's hog season. Uh-huh. Fall is the best time to get on your motorbike and drive around. I have bought a new Kawasaki uh, X321-B. It's top of the line. It literally has a dehumidifier in it. Everything. What? Kitchen, oh, yeah. It's got a dehumidifier in case it's too humid. Wow. Uh, it's got a boombox, Bluetooth, of course. Um, you have I'm a Bluetooth-enabled be... Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm going to be driving that thing around Toronto and uh, having a lot of fun. So I'm very excited for motorcycle weather. I mean, I, I got to look at your hog. Now, please don't take that out of context, any listeners. I'm talking about your motorcycle. And it, <laughs> it's looking good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Here's the second thing I'm looking forward to this Fall, it was just announced the other day, October 21st, 
Canada votes. We're having a federal election in Canada, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's been too long, frankly. Uh, I've got my voting outfit all picked out already, and my little hat, and... uh, Do you know what my shirt says when I vote, James? What? It has a picture of a ballot... And it says, it's a voting thing. You wouldn't understand. Oh, God. And I like to wear that. And uh, What's the hat you wear? It just says democracy. Oh. What is it, like a, like a fedora or no, a No, it's like a, a baseball hat. It's blue, and it just says democracy uh, in, like, old styles, like calligraphy, kind of. <laughs> it's very good. Cool. And uh, this election year, I volunteered to work, actually. Um, I'm going to be a scrutineer. At my local poll, and uh, looking forward to seeing the old gang from the last election, 2015. Now, they, they were kind of elderly. A lot of the volunteers you'll, you'll see um, during an election are kind of old, so I'm interested to see how many of the old gang are still with us. Hmm. What's a scrutineer? We make sure that there are no irregularities in the, uh, in the voting process. Wow. We, we are the engine that keeps democracy chugging along. All right. Well, uh, the second thing I'm looking forward to this fall is I'm finally having the operation. Oh, uh, what do you mean? Remember, I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, I'm having an operation where... Is it on your brain? <laughs> <laughs> Removing it. <laughs> well, pretty much everything. But, okay. uh, but no, for a long time, I've been really interested in the idea of, you know, sort of starting to look like a demon. So I'm dyeing my skin red, and I'm putting in wings and horns and shaving my teeth down to points. Oh, um, God. It's just something I've really wanted to do for a long time, so it looks like it's coming together to do it this fall. Oh, my God. And, and is this done? Is this operation happening locally, or...? No, 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 no. They wouldn't do it in Canada. Uh, no, um, I'm actually... Uh, I'm doing it in Slovenia. Oh, mm-hmm. seems fitting because that's not too far from you know Transylvania. That's a that's Romania. a vampire, Mike. Demons uh, are not vampires. Okay. Demons are from hell. All right. Anyway, it's just a vibe I think would be cool. And um, as kind of an A type alpha guy, anyway, I right. just think that's the only way to take it up another level. It's kind of like when you're already kind of a the the main dude in town, right? How do you go up from there? And this is how you go up from there. Really? You sort of just look like a big demon. Excellent. So you're going to the Balkans. Peck, yeah. For this Going to the Balkans, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I don't. It's Slovenia. Oh, yeah, it is in the Balkans. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> God, Balkans, blessed part of the world. <laughs> yeah, they've had a great, great run recent time, and they're only getting started. <laughs> uh, so, my third and final thing that I'm looking forward to this fall. It's October fifth. It's a Saturday night. Clear your plans because it's the 2019 edition of Nuit Blanche. Toronto's annual uh, art party. Uh, huge areas of the city are shut down, and art lovers get to walk around all night long looking at installations and paintings and all sorts of uh, sculptures and things. And uh, I'm going to be out there. I, I, I'm not going to sleep that night because I love art uh, so darn much. Well, my third and final thing I'm looking forward to this fall also happens to be Nui Blanche. Really? You? You're the biggest Philistine I know. I didn't know you liked uh, art. Well, I'm looking forward to Nuit Blanche not for the art, oh. but because I have plans this year to be, you know, in my demon form, hopping on my Kawasaki motorbike, and then driving around Nuit Blanche screaming and yelling at the people seeing the exhibits. Oh, God, James! Just to scare them. That's awful. So you're going to be literally scaring the bejesus out of people dressed like a demon who are just trying to enjoy some, some art. No one should be enjoying art. 
And I'm going to do my part to try to scare them back into their homes. So, you know, if you're out in Nui Blanche, watch out for a jacked red demon on a $400,000 motorbike screaming at you. Please don't tell me you have a special demonic laugh uh, picked out. Oh, God. It's going to, well, oh, because I'm having a voice box put in too. Really? So my voice is going to be different too. Yeah. They do that in Slovenia? Oh, hell yeah. They'll do anything. So it'll be kind of like a. <laughs> one oh, of those. God. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll cancel my plans and stay in this Dewey Blanche. I hope everybody does. I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait to do this. Oh, boy. Whew. And there it is. That's uh, this week's segment. The Landlord and Tenant Podmas presents Fall Preview yes. of things we're looking uh, forward to in the coming months. Wow. Couldn't have been said better. Really well done. Thank you. Um, okay. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Sounds good. Welcome back to the Podmas, everybody. Um, we're really excited to talk to our guest. Uh, he is a hilarious stand-up comedian and a host on Just for Laughs Canada, the satellite radio station, 168. Let's say hi to Ben Miner. Hi, Ben. <laughs> hi, guys. How's it going, Ben? Good, how you doing? Good, good, good. Really uh, exciting to have you on. I see you got your Raptors hat on. Uh, can I apologize, Ben, because as... James introduced you. He said just for laughs. Mispronounced uh, the word just. That's actually what it's called. Oh, so they changed <laughs> yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you didn't know that, Mike? I didn't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm behind the, behind the times. God. So embarrassing. Sorry, Ben. That's no, not good. Um, I noticed you got. Are you a big Raptors fan? Yeah, man. Uh, I was super excited. How do you feel about this year, though? It was so. It this year is going to be a big letdown. I yeah, think. it is. I mean, part of me wants to believe that they're going to uh, exceed expectations, and you know, they did play twenty-two games without Kawhi in the lineup, and still played really well last year. Yeah. But it's not just Kawhi that's gone; it's Danny Green. Yeah. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of what ifs, but and I don't know. I don't think they'll suck. It's just it's hard to look at them as a contender right now. I know. Did you go to the the uh, party? The parade? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where were you on the? Because it was it was insane. It was I was on university, right? I was supposed to get media access because one of my shows on Sirius is a basketball show called The Basketball Court. Right, really and, cool. Yeah, and that's on a different channel, Canada Talks, Sirius XM one sixty seven, and uh, it was all messed up, man. The 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 whole security thing was fucked up, so I had oh, to man. just go find a better spot. That's nuts. We went the, the night of the victory to uh, Nathan Phillips Square, and our friend Jordan Foise, uh took off his shirt and ran through the fountain, and he was in an article on Slate as like their big article about the uh, Raptors' victory. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, don't, I don't like people enough. I avoided people that night. I just watched the game by myself until the... Really? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Just at you home? Know- or... Yeah, I didn't want to be around anyone. People are dumb, man. Like yeah. a night like that is like St. Patrick's Day or New Year's Eve. It's mm-hmm. an amateur night for drinking. It's people that are <laughs> shit shows and can't handle their booze. I also get too stressed in sports. I have to look at my phone or look away because I if it's like a tense moment, I get too stressed to watch. And I watched it at a bar and Aaron Eves, who's a friend of the podcast, would kept being kept turning around and going why are you looking at your phone? It's an important part of the game. I'm like, I'm looking at my phone because I'm stressed out, Aaron. So he was like disciplining you. Yeah. 
Anyway. Do you get emotional, either of you, <laughs> watching sports in general? Do you ever tear yes. up? I'm emotional right now just thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream when Kawhi left about where I was talking to him. I was so upset. I really did. Did you, like, beg him to stay? No, I was just kind of like, why did you do that? And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't my dream. I'm sorry, James. Kind of. And Ben, do you get emotional like about uh, every sport or just the ones that you follow? Uh, <laughs> Great question. Yeah, I'd yeah, say I, uh, I'm French, man. I can get emotional over just about anything. Uh, you're uh, French? Yeah, oh. yeah. If I see a heartwarming story, I don't care if it's cricket or polo. There's some kid <laughs> who had like leg braces or something and battle adversity, and now they're the greatest badminton player in their county. <laughs> right on. Are you French from... Like, is your, are your family from France, or are you talking about Oh, Quebec? God, I wish. No, no, no. Uh, Ottawa. <laughs> oh, Which okay. is, it seems Quebec. <laughs> did you watch uh, French. Bianca? How did you react to that? Were you uh, Yeah, I'm not really a tennis up? fan, but I think right. it's great. And uh, I probably would have cried a little bit had I been watching it. Yeah. Did you cry, James? <laughs> I actually, I think I did get emotional. It was amazing. It was so cool. She's what, 19? 19? 19 years old. And her mom went viral with her. Oh, yeah. Hair Did you guys her see her mom? Did you see what her mom looked like, Ben? No. Her mom was like um, kind of unemotive. So if you don't know, Bianca Andrescu is a Canadian who won the U.S. Open. And, uh, she beat. Yeah, Serena. beat Serena Williams. And her, then in her. the crowd, her mom was there. And yeah, she looked, she just sort of looked a bit dazed and she had big sunglasses on, big hair, sometimes holding a little dog. Looked very severe, very Eastern European. Yeah. But also cool. She was, she was cool. I think her mom was cool, but bizarre, like as the crowd's like freaking out and her daughter's like winning this $3 million thing and her mom's just like no, no reaction on her face at all. Yeah. $3 million. What would you have done at the age of 19 with $3 million? I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> You'd be dead? <laughs> I'd be somewhere or dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Three million bucks—a lot of money, huh? Oh, big time, big time. That's like fuck you, money. Three, mi- three million bucks. I could leave today, and you'd never see me again. <laughs> right? Where, Where would, would you go? go? Like, oh yeah. man, somewhere any- cheap to live, or somewhere? Yeah, somewhere cheap. Somewhere <laughs> I could be a fucking king, man. Maybe buy an island. <laughs> I hear there's small one. island. Yeah. Little St. James might be available. Oh, is that the Epstein? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that one's up for sale. No, no, I'd go somewhere warm, <laughs> little little island. Somewhere cool. where I could like grow weed or something. I would just have a <laughs> nice little life, man. None of you would ever see me again. People would be like, what happened to Minor? And I'd be like, I don't fucking care what anybody thinks. I'm living my life. But what about dating? Oh. If you're on an, alone on an island. Living on an island would be hard to meet uh, ladies. Oh, man. Meeting ladies is a big pain in the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> just remove that from the equation. Chill out. Oh, just okay. chill out. Get whatever a, I want all the time. Make like a female Wilson like in, uh, what's the Tom Hanks movie? Oh, Castaway. Castaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Wilson with a little blonde wig or a brunette. Or... And I got three million bucks to play with, man. It's a lot of volleyballs. Oh, know? yeah. And those volleyballs love a man with money. Well, exactly. Yeah. Is there a scene in Castaway where he gets horny and then is just jerks off in the beach? I forget. I haven't seen it for so long. Yeah, it's uh, the post credit scene. <laughs> Yeah, like in the Avengers when they do. Yeah, the Nick Fury shows up. And Tom Hanks actually did it. He didn't know the camera was on. (laughs) He'd just been separated. That was actually the audition. (laughs) (laughs) It's a coming with like a week's growth of beard covered in dirt. And they're all like, what is that on the sand? He's like, "Ah, it's a jellyfish. Don't touch it. (laughs) Have you guys remember that TV show that was like a reality show about porn? 
um, about Seymour Butts, that oh, director. Yeah. And I can't Fa- remember what the family <laughs> business. Yeah, the family business aired on fucking Showcase. Oh man. yeah, baby. Can you imagine, like, if you, if you owned a, a porn studio, <laughs> getting your family involved and like that was the whole premise of the show. Yeah, his uh, mom and dad shy. worked there, and his um, cousin, his weird old cousin. But okay. I remember in one of the episodes, they showed auditions for guys, and they'd be like, "Well." Basically, you just got to wank off in front of this camera, and hardly none of the guys could do it. None of the guys could do it. Apparently, it's very hard to be a male yeah. porn star. I've been told I have to stop doing it. You're <laughs> <laughs> sending sure. unsolicited audition videos yeah. to sitcoms, movies. Well, they say that that's why you see the same 10 guys in pornos over and over right. again, because hardly anybody could just get a boner at the drop of a hat. Right. Well, think about it. Unbelievable. So um, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of things already, but Ben, I want to ask you about your recent, uh, as far as I understand, you just uh, had a tour of the UK. Yeah, man. Uh, late May, early June, went throughout the UK, opening for a uh, really, really funny Canadian dude who's blowing up there now named Tom Stade. Tom Stade, mm. yes. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Excellent. His special just came out on Next Up. Check it out. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, Google Next Up Tom Stade. Cool. Now, does he live there? Uh, he's been there for quite a while, right? He's been there for 17 years now. Canada nice. lost him, man. A lot of comedians go over to England now as opposed to the States, huh? Yeah. Was, uh, did you find the crowds different in England versus uh, here in Canada? Oh, yeah. I found them way better. Really? Yeah. I found everything about comedy better in the UK. Everything. You could get to gigs easy. There's a million gigs. Like, London alone has probably got more gigs than Canada's got, like, in total. Damn. In terms of, like, one-night rooms, and you could double and triple up in a night. Right. Uh, it's nuts, man. Like, audience members were... I mean, this is also because of Tom being a deal. We played, like, all theaters, right? I mean, my first show ever in the UK was in Leicester Square at the Leicester Square Theater. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And uh, he's got fans, which means that they respect comedy and they dig it. And, you know, they're lined up after the show. They're taking pictures. They're asking for autographs. And with me, too. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm not on the fucking ticket. I was just on the show. <laughs> but they enjoyed it. And then even when I wasn't opening for Tom, like when I was at a club... The, the crowds are, like, really appreciative. And then I've never had so many people follow me on social media. Oh, wow. Uh, like, from show to show. Just generally engage with me after a show. What is that chain yeah. of com- comedy clubs called, like, Jonglers or something? I don't think the they're UK? around anymore. Okay. Yeah, they jonglers. used to be. Jonglers. But there's, like, the Comedy Store. Yeah, Manchester, Comedy Store is a big one. London. There's the Glee Club. That's another big one. Uh, there's a ton. I did the Backyard Comedy Club, which is pretty dope. Nice. Did you take in any other stuff when you were over there? Did you go to like a soccer game or uh, do cool touristy stuff? <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance to see a soccer game, but I was the biggest tourist, man. I was dorking out over everything. And when what I was in London, yo, fuck. I went to the Tate. I went to Buckingham Palace. I went to the National Gallery. I went to Piccadilly. And it's all free, a lot of the stuff in yeah. London, isn't it? And it's so, like, every building is really old and looks cool. And there's a little plaque on it that you can read about. And uh, it's, I don't know, I quite, I quite liked it. Did you do the London Eye, the big uh, Ferris wheel? No, I didn't do that. That seemed like too big a commitment. <laughs> have you done the London Eye? Because you, you have roots. I do. I have cousins in uh, London. I'd say hi, but I don't think they listen. Uh, but yeah, yeah, London's amazing. But it's expensive. When I when I get to go, I stay with them, so it kind of keeps the cost down. See, I didn't right. find it that expensive compared mm. to Toronto. Really? Were you getting yeah, yeah. paid in uh, yeah. pounds? I was getting paid in pounds, but aside from that, I found like a decent lunch, like a, a grab-and-go lunch that's not fast food. 
was like six to eight pounds. And with conversion, it's basically 14, 15 bucks, which is what I pay right. here. And mm-hmm. the only thing that really was expensive was smokes. That was like 14, 15 pounds oh, a pack. I have friends in the UK and some who live here. And they're into roll-ups where they get their Everybody has tobacco. roll-ups. Did you get into that style? No, no. Because <laughs> it seems like a ritual where like, they take you know, 10 minutes to make a cigarette and they smoke it. It's like you've built something, but you're just like, give me the, the uh, yeah, yeah, remade I, cigarette. Here it was always a sign that somebody was a bit broke. Right. Oh, and there it's just like fuck that. Pay thirteen pounds a pack. You see, like <laughs> rich looking people doing it. Whip out pouch, roll up a little. Like, it's hilarious, man. It does make uh, rolling joints at the table a lot easier, though. Right, because no one can tell the difference. No. Do you? Uh, now I'm guessing, Ben, that you are a ganja smoker. <laughs> do you? Uh, do you smoke it more? Like, have you noticed a difference since it's become legal here? Like, do you smoke it more? Do you buy it from the stores? Yeah, I mean, I have bought it from the stores, and uh, no, I don't say I don't smoke it more. I smoke it the same. Smoke it the same. I'm not smoking because it's legal. I'm happy it's legal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were I don't know the the people that waited for it to be legal. That's cool and everything. But uh, I was kind of lame though. Yeah. I, I if you go in the store, it's wild though because they have like a guy with an iPad. It's like all you know guys with iPads. It's kind of like going in the Apple store. Right. They're very like modern. You go in. It's too like, stuffy. <laughs> like, yeah. Weed smokers used to be cool, and now <laughs> they're all fucking nerds, man. Do you like it when there were some scumbags involved? <laughs> Not scumbags. <laughs> like, where were the ph- where, what happened to the philosophers, man? Like uh, the old dudes that had fucking wisdom to bestow upon you. <laughs> now you go there to some fucking prick with his fucking spacer earrings with a fucking I hate and an AirPod that isn't working in his fucking ear and he starts asking you what kind of high you're looking for. Just shut the fuck up. I want the <laughs> crystally green weed. <laughs> Give me that weed. Are you a funny bongs guy? Do you have funny bongs? <laughs> nah, I don't like bongs. Simpson, I don't alien. really get that. Those. Like, I don't understand wh- what well, the It shows the world that you're not too serious and you like to have fun, but you... you yeah, because the weed your... doesn't imply that at all, right? <laughs> 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 I feel hilarious. like that wouldn't be a very sexy thing if a date came to your to, to a, man, a guy's place and he had a really silly big bong. Like a bong? I, I feel like that's not a hot guy thing to have. No, unless you're like on a date with a super stoner babe, right? Well, that's true. And she's like, this wasn't going well until I saw your Homer Simpson bong. <laughs> yeah. And then You picture someone like a bong collection, like they got a shelf of, oh, do you want to smoke with the green one or the blue one? Or would you prefer the Darth Vader head? <laughs> Oh I'm man, what do you, how do you do you are you a a joint man or yeah. are you a bong man? No, I'm a joint guy. Why do people like bongs? I don't like, know. What I don't, it's a big hit all at once. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you go, a vape guy or like no, a, no. Not joints. Old can school we, joints. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about how weird these cats are? <laughs> I was yes. saying when I walked in, you need to monetize these cats. So, listeners at home, you can't see it, but post a picture to your thing. I so will. They can well, see we're it. we're at Mike's apartment, yeah, and Mike has two cats here, and, and they uh, are exotic short hairs. Yeah, they're little exotic. Isn't the correct word, man? <laughs> like interplanetary, interfamily. Like this, <laughs> these are the most inbred looking cats I've ever seen. Yeah. Grumpy cat died. This these you got two of them right here. Yeah. One of them uh peed on a bag that had microphone cables in it. Yes. That, that was God, me actually. Oh that was you. Yeah. Oh thank God. I was ready to be really mad at the cat. Yeah, it's uh they say it's good luck. I was looking <laughs> I was looking at you in the eye and I was doing it. Oh yeah, you know, I think I was just so in fear of you know. Uh. Isn't it interesting when you 
happen to make eye contact with like a dog that is taking a big dump or a person, but usually it's a dog. <laughs> like if you're out in the park, it, it makes you makes me feel weird. They look vul- they give you a vulnerable look. It's like you could you could do anything to me right now. <laughs> Grumpy Cat's net worth was estimated to be more than ninety nine million dollars. I don't get so listen what, to that. How what has so merchandise, man? So There's people, a lot of lonely people out there. Ninety-nine million dollars. So wait, so this people who have this cat, they took a picture of it, and then they what? Made- it went viral, and then somebody wanted to use that image for products, but they had to license the image because it can't belong to somebody. And they got in touch with the owner, licensed God, the image. They should auction off Grumpy Cat's bones and see if the fans <laughs> are that dedicated. I yeah. actually don't even know what the hell Grumpy Cat is. Am I stupid? It's a cat that looks like these. Yeah, it's just a. It's just a grumpy cat. It became like Thanks a viral sensation. This is grumpy cat, man. This is grumpy cat. Right. I'm looking here. I'm showing oh. James right now. Yeah. But tell me your cats aren't weird. Or not yours, but Mike. Tell me Mike's <laughs> cats aren't weirder than... You got two of them, man. Got double, double shot of cats. Hey, get away from the potting equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I should piss right on the board. Yes. Unbelievable. Bastard. I'm telling you, that's money. That's money Damn. right there. Well, what, what are some funny... I guess we could make a shirt... With these cats? Yeah, well, you could like, literally do anything with these cats' faces. These are such goofy-looking little cats. Yeah. You could have slippers with one face, and then the other one's got the other foot. Mike you could, could... Whatever, man. Mike could brand himself as the cat guy. Yeah. And, you know, you, dr- you when you make public appearances, Mike, you dress up as one of these cats, and you always bring them in your arm, under your arms. And that'll, that'll be great. It could be good for you. I mean, I could use the extra for income. your career. It'd be great to million... meet people. Yeah. Ladies would love you know, yeah. if you were... I'm the cat guy, and you, you know, give yourself a scent and yeah, musk, musky. Um, ben, did when you were in the UK, did you notice like I did that they put corn on everything, pizza with sweet corn, or like tuna sandwiches with kernels of corn in them? What the hell? I didn't really notice that. I didn't notice that they love corn. I noticed that they love ham. They love ham. Watercress. It's not normal to put cream in your coffee there. Yeah. You've got to ask for pouring cream. Pouring uh, cream. And if you don't get if you don't ask for pouring cream, they give you whipped cream on your coffee. Can we talk about brown and, sauce and salad cream? As yeah, well? anything that they can't fucking tell me what it really is. I'm like, okay, but what's the brown? Like, what's the brown? Like, I don't know. It's just like brown sauce. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to pass on your fucking liquid color. So with Brexit happening, they might if they have a no deal, they might like not be able to ship in food and medicine from Europe, and they'll just be stuck with like. An island of seventy million people, and they can only eat brown sauce. And <laughs> they don't eat cream. a lot of vegetables and fruit. I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty certain of that. There's also, I remember I was over there and I had clotted cream. Oh, it was good. What is it? I think it's Cheese? just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call that clotted cream. I think it was just whipped cream, sort of, but really right. fatty. And you just okay. had that? No, I had a scone. This is really Big going bowl into of my clotted branding. cream. But I had a scone with clotted cream and jam. It was wow, good. Very Mike. British. What's the roughest place you went to? Because some parts of like England can be rough as hell, even in Scotland as well. Did you see any yeah. crazy fights or nah. shaved-headed men fighting each I other? Didn't, I didn't see any real craziness in the UK, to be mm. honest. It was all uh, just a lot of fun, man. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's like, good. People were so excited. To, and Tom's a fucking maniac. Like Tom said... He parties like with his fans after the shows, and like, yeah, let's go. Like, they'll go up to him after. Are you going for drinks anyway? He's like, fuck yeah, we're going for drinks. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's got thirty audience members with him, trailing behind. Walks into a bar, takes it over. 
Wow, it's just wow. it's nonstop. He's like the most charismatic dude on the face of the planet, and it's a, it's very difficult staying sober around him. <laughs> yeah. It's the drunkest country I've ever been to, and I don't it think is. I'm yeah. uh, offending anyone listening. No, they 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 take pride in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in Ireland, it there, there could be a town of like. I don't know, a hundred people, and there's like five pubs, and there'll be like small, like the size of this living room. You know what I mean? Mm. It's crazy. But people like, hey, you know, like on the way home from work, they have a beer. I love people get those. drunk at lunch, like business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 cool. We're exposing British culture on well, this you can episode. Drink in the street too. Yeah, this is a big deal. Drinking the streets, they it, on the weekends they put in portable urinals around like Trafalgar Square because really? everyone otherwise would just be pissing and shit. Rivers of piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one thing I notice over there that I haven't seen here as much is you'll see um, women on hen parties. You know, like mm. like bachelorette Stag- parties, yeah. and they they all wear like a matching t shirt and have like one maybe the the bride to be has like a funny hat on, and they just kind of like roam down the streets and cause them trouble. It's really you don't really see that here, do you? Not as much. Yeah. See, I don't know. I've seen a fair bit of that. Just from maybe because we came up different, or like when I was coming up as a comic, uh, just doing straight stand up, like in clubs and shit. It was always like every weekend you'd have at least a couple bachelorette parties that were fucking oh, okay. shit shows. That's the last thing you want to see in an audience. Oh, when really? You're a comic? Why? Oh, you can't deal with that, man. It's the, the they're just going to take over. And they've got, like, dick straws and dick hats, and they're just fucking so drunk and confident, and they're just fucking emasculating you left, right, and center. And there's nothing you can say to, like, 10, 12 fucking confident people in a group together, right? You'd be like, hey, do you mind? I'm trying to do a show. Show us your cock, you fucking loser. You're like, I can't. What? I have nothing to say to that. And even if you say that, and then you get the crowd back for a minute... And then they start yapping again. You're like, okay, seriously. They're like, take your dick out. You're like, oh, my Man. God. Do you ever get invited to a wedding and you're like, oh, man, I got to buy a present? You know what I mean? If yeah. it's not someone you're really close with and you're kind of like, oh, man. It feels horrible declining, too. Yeah. Because that's basically... Like you're telling them you don't like them? Kind of. It's well, kind of like taking them off Facebook. Ooh, it kind of is. It's a bull. Like yeah. Not going to someone's wedding is a move, big time. Yeah. I mean, Unless it's out of town. That changes the, the, the game. I've never yeah. gone to a des- I mean, I guess I've gone to Montreal for a wedding, but never like a big destination wedding like in you know, Europe or the Bahamas or whatever the hell. Um, have you either? I've been <laughs> invited to a few. I told them all to go pound sand, get out of here. <laughs> I want to gift or my presence. I actually went to one in South Carolina. Right. You know what? I'm going to say it. Freddie Revis, who's been on the podcast. Absolutely. It was his wedding. It was great. It was really fun. Now, is South Carolina an open carry state? Did you see any you know, of that stuff at the, at the I wedding? don't know. I don't know. Right. But the town we were in, Yeah. The town we were in was really nice. Beaufort. Beaufort. But I heard there maybe some other parts of South Carolina not as nice. I, I bet that's true. But I was in Chicago also, and they had stickers on a lot of businesses with a gun with an X through it. Like, don't bring a gun in here. Which right. was weird. Like, what kind see. of businesses? But how would you know otherwise? Yeah. I guess that's true. Like, uh, God, I feel like restaurants. Right. Uh, you go to an Applebee's, and you happen to be carrying a gun, and yeah. then you see that sign, you're like, oh. Okay. Not I welcome here. Go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Probably yeah. Target. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is confusing because the name, you'd think you could bring a gun because of Target, but uh, they'll go. not, not the case. Bad idea. Um, so, Ben, you are also a radio host. Yeah, man. On satellite radio. What's that like? I, when I was a kid, I always fantasized about being a radio host. I would tape myself like with, as a fake DJ with James a radio. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I you still to have be- those tapes? Oh, man. I wonder. I could look at my You got to find my house. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, what's it like? Like, what's behind the scenes like being on the air? Basically like what you're doing right now. Damn. <laughs> it's this glamorous? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, the, the room I, I record in isn't even as nice. This is way nicer. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just sit in a little fucking studio, and I get to interview some cool people, but yeah. And you're on, uh, and uh, your station plays comedy, plays stand-up. Canadian comics, man. A little bit of sketch, lots of stand-up. Very cool. Right. And uh, I, I, we should mention, too, is it still going on? There was a free promotion? Yeah, there was a free trial. If you go to our Facebook, uh, JFL Canada on SiriusXM, you'll see there's a free trial. Right. We're posting it over and over and over again. And you don't even need to put in a credit card for it. So check it out. I'll put that in the show notes. The yeah, link yeah. To that. Um, is, now there's, there's a contest going on right now. Also. Yeah, Top Comic. Right. We have some friends who are or were involved. Yeah, Top Comic That's is a uh, competition that I host and produce at SiriusXM. This is year 10 for it. Uh, we went across Canada auditioning comedians. We had close to 1,000 submissions. Man. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we whittled it down, and then the finalists have been selected. To, and there's 10 of them that are going to be competing on September 26th at JFO 42 here in Toronto at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. And oh, wow. the prizing is $25,000. And just for last bookings in Montreal, uh, where they'll be doing a TV taping, uh, an hour in Toronto, headline set for JFL 42. Uh, headline set at JFL Northwest in Vancouver. And I believe a recording, uh, I could be wrong about that, but at least uh, some kind of gala or something at JFL Sydney in Australia. In Australia, yeah. There's a, the Australian element. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That would be neat. Have you ever done stand-up in Australia? I've never done it in Australia, but I really would like to. Yeah. I feel like they'd be rowdy. For, it's like the, everyone in the audience would be like a, a stag at party. Yeah, every show. show. Deke, Mike. Mike Wilmot calls them free-range Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you think you'll ever go to Australia, James? Hell yeah, I want to. Really? I want to check it out. Yeah. You do have a kind of a Nick Cave vibe about oh, you. Kind of like a dark you. prince. Yeah, you know, I'm into goth sort of stuff. Heroin uh, yeah, in the heroin. past. Um, when you're on the radio, do you have to? Because when I listen to the podcast, sometimes I get annoyed at myself because I mumble. Do you? Did you have to like train yourself to speak clearly and yeah. slowly and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. When you start off on the air, it's funny, and you uh, everybody speaks differently. Really? Like when I started on the air, I remember my voice was like I would for some reason change the pitch and it'd be like really high pitch, <laughs> and I was really excited. Yeah, and just I don't know. I, I was, it was like when you were in high school and you'd call up back when people call people up and you call a girl up and you get her parents on the other line and then you get nervous and be like, ah, uh, uh, and you think you're sounding polite, but you just sound like an asshole, but they could, they could read the intent. Interesting. So you think when you were starting, you were just kind of nervous and it, oh yeah. And you had to like calm down and yeah, your voice has dropped to a, a regular level. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're relaxed. You've got a good low voice. Thanks, I man. like your voice. <laughs> did, did you um, do you have to like? Uh, do you have any like tips on like how to not mumble or that kind of thing? 
Or, or we say um a lot. I'm always uh, mm. editing out us saying um. Yeah, just take your time when you speak, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the weed smoking like helps with that. You're weed does time. help with that. Roughens up your voice. It does. It does slow me down. When I was a kid, I remember my mom getting a note from I think my grade one or grade two teachers saying that I might need some kind of speech therapy because I speak really quickly. Really? Oh. Yeah. And I wonder if I self-corrected that through weed. Because <laughs> I can still like get excited and speak really quickly and everything, but for the most part, I think I got a pretty decent cadence. You should try and oh, it's good. reunite with that teacher and be like, look at me now. <laughs> She's dead now. I win. Oh, then go to the grave and be like, yeah. look at me now. <laughs> Take that, lady. She, she freaked me out. I remember Madame Vachon. She uh, was fucking scary. She also taught my mum. Oh, wow. Whoa. She taught my mom and my aunts, and she was old school. And I remember a kid in my class farted by accident in class. <laughs> like, he wasn't even trying to be funny. He just Honest let mistake. one slip. Yeah. And then Vachon uh, made him stand in the garbage can, and she sprayed him with Lysol. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage can. Yeah, she made him stand in the garbage can. in a garbage can? In a garbage can. can. Little oh brown God. metal garbage can. And <laughs> Lysol? She, That's poison. It was horrible. Then I remember another uh, kid, she, she would catch them chewing gum. She'd have them stick it on their nose and then stand with their nose against a chalkboard. I've heard of that one. Wow. I've heard of the garbage can Lysol. Yeah, garbage can Lysol. These are things I witnessed, too. It's the kind of thing that, like, Pinochet did to his rivals. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? She was hardcore. And I remember I used to, like, I think there was a little stretch where I was getting sick through anxiety before school every morning. Damn. And then my mom went to the doctor, and the doctor... Uh, said, is there any stress? Imagine asking if your five-year-old or six-year-old is yeah. stressed out. You, you were then afraid my, to fart. Yeah, my mom thought. She's like, shit, Madame Vachon, I had that lady. Wow. Yeah, oh, so be. she was old school. Like, you know, she was probably a teacher in the 50s or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, whatever, you know. Whatever. No, like, she Go for show. sure hit kids with points. Not oh, my class, man. but Jesus. she, yeah. There was a, a super mean teacher when I was uh, in grade school in Peterborough, uh, I think she's left us now. She's no longer with us. But she was a very severe, like, Italian-Canadian woman and very religious. And she would tell students that every time you sin, uh, like, you're born with a pure white soul. And every time you sin, a black dot appears. And if you keep sinning, your entire soul will turn black. Yeah, it's like, Isn't that a crazy thing to tell like, like an eight-year-old kid? Yo, lady, my mom told me if I ever spill like tea or coffee on my white shirt, they just dunk the whole thing in tea. <laughs> and they got a brown shirt right on. God. Uh, Did yeah. you have any mean teachers, James? I'm trying to Now that think. we're having this discussion. <laughs> I had a scary British teacher. Oh. I mean, I feel sort of bad saying her name. But I had in grade school, uh, uh, grade five, I think, kind of a scary teacher and... Um, uh, I remember I kept using the word she or her she, instead her. of using so it was like a, I was talking about a, a person but instead of using her name I kept saying she or she I think okay and she goes she who's she the cat's mother and I'm like what and I guess that's a British expression that the cat's mother don't keep saying she why I don't know why <laughs> why she uh, said that weird. but that was the thing. and yeah she she was mean and scary. Well, what we've learned is that you had a, a mean British teacher, you had a mean French teacher, and I had a mean Italian-Canadian teacher. So all ethnicities can be mean to kids. I, I had a scary teacher who was also Italian, and uh, 
he, he wasn't mean to me. He liked me, but he hated some of the other kids. And I remember there were some kids like causing trouble in gym, and we had little bean bags we were throwing around. And he was pissed right. at this kid. Like some kid said something really dirty, and Mr. Well, I'll say Mr. Zed. I'll say he he picks up. He's pissed. I see him fuming. He's like a short guy, kind of like smoked all the time, like slick back hair, like maybe fifty five. And he picks up a bean bag, spins, and whips it at the kid's head. At a child. And it m- was. And wow. Of maybe like five inches over his head that where it hit the wall. Wow. And the kid was like mouth agape, staring. He couldn't believe it. And then the teacher acted like, I knew I was going to miss. He was kind of wow. like, Imagine I missed on purpose. that kid's face. It was close. It was really close. And he, I can't remember if he got fired or something like that. <laughs> That's but, great. Yeah, he was scary. I'm remembering, uh, <laughs> I, I just have one more teacher story. It was oh, my please. brother's teacher. He's like grade three teacher, but it was uh, in Calgary. This Italian teacher from Italy who had <laughs> suffered a like trachea cancer, so he had like a tracheotomy, and his voice was all—it was scary to hear as a kid. He had a weird voice, and he sold World War II bullets, <laughs> bullet casings, to kids. It was just a thing that everyone in the school knew. It's like, oh, Mr. Biondo—he he sells. Uh, he's from Europe, and he sells old World War II bullet casings to kids. <laughs> What a crazy thing! <laughs> a guy who's like his voice was like, "Here's a bullet." I think and that was code for drugs, man. Yeah, it was a bullet full of wow. hash. Wow, man! Do you think you could sell bullets to kids in 2019? Wow, I don't think so. Did you? Did you guys ever have um... <laughs> just leave it on their desk and stare at them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, that's a bold move. Scary. Weird that kids. I guess when you're a kid, you think that's cool. But my dad told me they used to have a grenade. That they assumed was fake. That he used to? They, yeah, like as a kid growing up in Montreal, they were like, they had a grenade. <laughs> That's probably fake. But they didn't know. Anyway. <clears throat> Did you guys ever have a situation in school where like, a teacher would flirt with a student? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. I remember the one instance, which was like everybody got real fucking awkward at the same time. This one teacher was just, he was like weird clothing teacher. Like he had odd clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck did you buy that? High like, school we're talking about? Yeah, like, every day. He was also a gym teacher, but he, he taught French, which explains a lot. <laughs> it's the dream. And um, his pants had double belt loops. Okay. Like a capital B. It was two tiny loops, the same width as one normal loop. What? All of his pants were always like this. And he always said, two skinny belts. Are you kidding me? No. Shop, Russia? And, Where's that? I have no idea what the That's the coming. weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I remember one day my friend Kristen uh, says, hey, how come you have two belts on? He goes, one's to tie you with, the other's to whip you with. Oh, my God. Okay. And wow. I was like, yeah, I think you thought that. You meant to think that, not say it. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. Lord. And everyone was just like, oh, Man. God. He had a heart attack that year, and then he had to be replaced. Well, good. Wow. And the girl that replaced them was her first teaching gig and she was in her early 20s and uh, super cool and I remember the last week or the week before last she goes next week we should do a potluck right <laughs> it was like a celebration we can all bring something and she's like I'll bring this and someone's like I'll bring muffins somebody else like I'll bring fruit and she comes to me she goes what are you going to bring and I said I'm going to bring booze <laughs> oh. and this is grade 12 and uh I don't know, we're like older and cool and shit. <laughs> we think we are when we say things. 
And then the week after comes by, and she comes by, and my dad, she goes, so, did you bring your booze? And I whipped out a bottle of Grand Marnier. <laughs> and she goes, oh, shit. She's like, that's actually good booze. And then she looked at the class. She goes, we're all cool, right? No way. Yeah. And then she pulled the blinds down and everybody poured, like, stuck their glass out and we poured the bottle out in every glass. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool teacher. Mm. Wow. I've never heard that in high school. Did she remain in the profession very long? Or did she- as far as I know, I, haven't, I never heard of anything else. I mean, I'm sure that... She's thought about that since then. That was literally her first teaching gig. Wow. Drinking Grand Marnier with her grade 12 students. <laughs> yeah. wild. I had to... If I, you're going to go that far, you might as well have fucking made out with me, too. You know? Hey, like, why not? No fair. Yeah. I remember there was a teacher in uh, my high school, and she was quite young. She was probably, you know, early 20s, maybe mid-20s at most. And she taught us history... And, and um, this kid, I was like maybe grade 10, 11. And this kid who was older, like maybe probably 18, <clears throat> he like would just randomly come into the class as he was walking by. I think his lunch was like when we had this class. So he'd just come in, kind of backwards hat, and he'd always and he'd flirt with the teacher. And he'd be like, Bella, Bella, what are you teaching these kids, Bella? And she'd be like, okay, Tony, you know. But they were just flirting in front of us. And every day he'd come in, Bella, Bella, you look so beautiful today. And she'd be like, get out of here, Tony, you goof. Anyway, wow. I always wondered what was going on there. Do you think they ever uh, went on a date? or yeah, Kind of. Smooched? Uh, I sort of thought maybe. Wow. There were no major scandals, though, at my high school like this, you know. Wow. But I probably I saw a couple of guy teachers being uh, creeps. I, I, was, sorry. I, I remember my buddy Andre hitting on that same Grand Marnier teacher when <laughs> the first day she showed up in class. And she was an attractive, like, chick in her early 20s. And uh, Andre walks in, fucking asshole. I remember he had the leather jacket. And he sees her, he goes, holy shit. And he just drops down, starts doing push-ups in front of her. <laughs> but he was out of like shape. Move. And when he got up, he was all red in the face and started coughing. <laughs> she must have been turned on. <laughs> oh, she was howling. She was laughing right in his face. Oh, my God. So this isn't about a sexy teacher, but this is a thing I remember from grade four. We had, like, a like a recess monitor, this, like, older woman in Peterborough who just, like, supervised kids and just, like, wandered around the, like, the, the field at recess in case anything went wrong or anyone needed help or whatever. She was, like, 65 or something. And one lunch, a kid in my class called her an asshole. Oh. Mm. And she was upset. And then the teach- my teacher found out, and he kept all the boys in the next day during lunch recess to, like, find out who did it and stuff. And he just wrote the, world with the word asshole on the chalkboard he was like, you know what this word is? And we were like, everyone's quiet. He's like, asshole. It means anus. And oh he wrote the word anus God. under the word asshole. And he explained like how disgusting it was to call another Did human Did he connect being. them like a Scrabble game? Yeah. And he was like, this, you can't refer to another woman, especially this woman, as an anus, as an asshole. And while he was doing this, the principal stopped by. <laughs> so all the principal saw was a teacher standing in front of a group of boys with the words Asshole and eight is on the chocolate. <laughs> 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 Sticks his head in. Bit redundant, don't you think? Mm. <laughs> now I'm, I'm remembering now, uh, just getting into weird teachers. I had a. You're listening to the, the teacher pod, <laughs> where comedians talk about their weirdest teachers. <laughs> I had uh, an economics grade 12 
economics teacher, and it was like a weirdly easy class. You took economics? I did, man. Okay. And he just didn't care. He he was like an old so like an old guy who just clearly didn't care, and he just let us cheat. And on the test, I had that in college. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the test, people would just be like, you know, blatantly have their books on the table and like looking at each other's things. He just didn't give a crap. That's probably how they do it on Wall Street, man. Yeah. yeah. My final exam in year one for college, I remember uh, one of my teachers. I already knew he was pretty cool because we smoked weed together every now and then. <laughs> and uh, I remember we got into the class of the final exam, and everyone's like. Why is there like cardboard up in the windows? And then Dave walks in and he looks at me and he goes, All right, so listen, man, I hate fucking grading these things. So you've got a blank copy and then you've got the copy with the answers. Be cool, don't give yourself a hundred, pass it to the right when you're done. Right on? No way. Yeah. That's that was a, so a class funny. where I think it was like production design or lighting or something. And uh, he's like, you can just keep this when you get gigs. It shows you what, like all the answers are things you'll have to apply anyways. So it's like, <laughs> you know, what light temperature should a room be for this setting and this blah, blah, blah. So he's like, it's a guide for when you get hired for gigs. Damn. Yeah. That's really funny. It's, I, remember, I remember my guy, he, was, he would like, he, he kind of said, he, I remember once he's, the company Virgin came up, and he's like, uh, yeah, so that's the company Virgin. None of you are virgins. Or so then he said something like, yeah, like, bet none of you are virgins, except you, Kevin. And there was some guy, Kevin, who was like kind of a nerd. <laughs> singled him out. He's bullied a kid. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You know, do you, it would be kind of fun to be to, to become a teacher and just be like, I'm going to be one of those teachers. Like, oh, yeah. Let them cheat. It must, be, it must be insane to be a teacher or a student right now with, like, cell phones of like imagine if you're like an unpopular teacher you know students are like making videos of you bending over and like just being weird and they're editing it and like sharing it behind your back yeah but how nightmare but if you're an interesting teacher the potential to go viral for good reasons is there too yeah make some inspiring speech yeah yeah do some upworthy bullshit start a (laughs) fucking youtube account (laughs) teaching matters and whatever the fuck you just Take advantage of all this maudlin bullshit and monetize it. <laughs> yeah, hey, make a money. Uh, yeah, it's really uh, it's really crazy. And there's also rate my teacher too. Ratemyteacher.com. Yeah. yeah, it's a wild time for teachers. I would have given that Italian man who sold bullets a very low rating <laughs> uh, if he were still with us. Is there anything else we want to chat about, Mike? Any other elements of school (laughs) reminisce about? I liked high school. That was fun. Schools. I I loved high school. I thought it was a great time. I'm one of the the rare people that really enjoyed it. Enjoyed high school. Yeah. I think I hated it grade nine and ten, and then I really liked the second half. I was like a crooked high school politician, though. Oh, how so? Student council. Yeah, I was everything. I was like Rushmore. I was like (laughs) I was like a cross between Ferris Bueller and Rushmore. Oh, nice. Like I was on every committee. I had a skeleton key to every door in the building. Would you go in after hours or like on weekends and like party in the school? And stuff? Uh, not on weekends, <laughs> but we would. Yeah, we had a. I kind of had my own office where the student council like got them to put a lock on the door that I was the only one that had a key to it. Oh man! And uh, yeah, we'd stay after school and fucking have Sega Genesis NHL '96 tournaments oh, and get drunk. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Pretty neat. Were you a Genesis guy over a Super Nintendo guy? Thousand percent, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was a Super Nintendo guy. 
Yeah, that was your mistake. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite uh, game? NHL 96. Well, uh, NHL 93, 94, 95, 96 were just the greatest. Damn. If you got Ray Bork on your team or Jeremy Roenick, the other guy's fuck. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Sega Genesis was trying to be like the bad boy one. To the Nintendo's good boy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I got it, James. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> is that a thing people... Is that like a an accepted thing that Sega Genesis was like the renegade system? And it was so good. That's how they marketed it. Yeah, it was yeah. kind right. of... The machine was black and the writing was sort of wild. <laughs> and yeah, they just sort of had like, you know... Shinobi was their big game that they oh, launched yeah, with. yeah. The karate thing. Which... Uh, system had Echo the Dolphin. That's Genesis. All right. Not really with its edgy branding, <laughs> cute dolphin. Yeah, that around. one wasn't so good. Right. By the way, speaking of the student council stuff, my my friend was on the uh, group that made the yearbooks. So was I. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I remember he said that he was like laughing about it because he was embarrassed about it. But the girls in the yearbook committee made a page and put like hot guys on it kind of like guys that were cute and he put himself on the page of like other studs did you do any pranks like that as in it wasn't a prank or with the yearbook uh yeah i did a lot of shit trying to think what i may have done in the yearbook oh you like hide and swear yeah well if you (laughs) go to my facebook i just reposted this a few weeks ago my grade three class picture i'm flipping the double bird What? Grade three? To a Jostens photographer? Yeah, man. Damn. I can't wait. And I've got the biggest shit-eating grin on my face, too. And they put it in the... Wait. They put it in... They they printed it, and uh, a single teacher or school person gave me shit. The only person commented was my buddy Andre's dad, who came out to me. He's like, you flipped a double bird in the picture? And I said, "Uh," he goes, pretty cool, buddy. (laughs) Wow. That's wild. I would have gotten in a... So much, and it's not even trouble. subtle. It's not even subtle. Like, <laughs> wow, I've got the that's biggest. Funny. I'm getting away with something. Smile. That's how do you miss that? Yeah, Someone was really right on my knees. Violet. <laughs> Remember, I, in my grade four school picture, I looked very bad in it. It was like a terrible <laughs> picture, like. And uh, I remember years later asking my mom, like, why did you order them this year? And she was like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. (laughs) 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 So you just have this awful framed photo. That's great. To not hurt your feelings. Oh, boy. I I did the morning announcements in high school. Not to brag. And it was wild because I did it with my friend uh, Joe Fuda, who's a photographer. Shout out. And uh, we would do, like, characters, and I'd do voices and all these sketches. And I'm sure some very (laughs) offensive. And nobody ever stops me. Oh, yes. From big time. other ethnicities. I, I'm okay. sure I did. And I okay. impersonated the principal and all the stuff. Oh, and um, no, people would occasionally be like, you know, watch out. But it was almost like we had total autonomy. Like, I think no one knew who was the one to tell us not to do stuff. So we just did all this crazy stuff. And um, in retrospect, I can't believe they let us. Yeah, I got away with a lot of shit. A yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> High school was uh, it was it was kind of fun like the later years of high school because yeah you can get away with stuff and you feel like you're such a big fish in a small pond there and then you go to real life and you're like oh yeah. I'm just this hierarchy meant nothing <laughs> uh, it was the high a high point of my life yeah <laughs> it may have been I loved it yeah <laughs> damn that's true did you go to a bilingual or a French French high school yeah yeah right uh, yeah. and are you bilingual yeah man nice fully bilingual I went to French school my whole life until college. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Did so uh, 
That's that's got to be the best way to learn because then when you just know it as if you're just using it all the time for when you're a kid, you probably don't even have to think about it. Yeah, I find it's not as good anymore because I don't get to speak French as much. So, right. and French is such a, a non-bastardized language. Uh, do you have you ever tried stand-up in French or anything like that? I've been approached to do it, and my first ever bit of comedy was being forced onto the improv team in high school. <laughs> Because I kept making jokes in class, but I wasn't like being a dick about it. I wasn't doing it at other people's expense. They were just really inappropriate and de- detracting from what the teacher was trying to do. <laughs> and uh, she took me aside at one point. She goes, buddy, I can't keep giving you detention. You're not a bad kid. She goes, join the improv team, work it out of your system, mm. or I'm going to have to give you detention for the rest of the term. And so I was like, ah, fuck, I'll do the, I'll do the improv team. And I did French Catholic improv. <laughs> now, I'd love to go back in time and see some French Catholic high school improv. And oh, I think buddy, you, you could probably still it. see the tapes. It all broadcast on Rogers 23 in Ottawa. Oh, wow. oh, there was shit. a competitive improv league and a tiny little uh, hockey rink. Wow. Yeah, like they built the little hockey rink about the size of this room. Wow. A bit smaller. And then, yeah, it was three-person t- uh, three teams. And Wow. That's probably the channel Tom Green started on. Yeah, he was on the English version of it, and I worked oh. on that show. Really? You worked on yeah. the Tom Green show? The yeah. two Comedy Network seasons. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah, when I was in high school, I interned uh, when I was in grade 10 at a company called Lacewood Studios, and uh, they produced Tom's pilot for the CBC. And when I got there, I was sharing a cubicle with Tom, and I was already a really big fan of the Rogers show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I tripped out, and then when CBC passed on the pilot... It's hard to imagine it on CBC, huh? <laughs> CBC passed, and that was the era where they passed on Tom Green, Trailer Park Boys, and Kenny versus Penny. Wow. Yikes. Whatever, right? No biggie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I ended up working on it when a wonderful lady named Marilyn Reed branched out on her own and she signed Tom and made a big big deal out of him and she called me up one day she said Ben would you like to be a part of the gang green and I was cool. in my OACs and wow. it was pretty cool so is this before the MTV years yeah, yeah. this is Comedy Network so he from did Rogers, Rogers he did Comedy, Comedy Network, Network and MTV wow but if you watch was- those Comedy Network seasons you can see me in the background of a bunch of episodes oh cool excellent So, I, my, was, do you remember the one my favorite was uh, remember the one where Tom drove the audience home on a bus and then went into all their houses? Yeah, that was the night that we also recorded Racky the Raccoon. Oh, right. Racky the Raccoon got chainsawed in half. Oh, yeah. I had to pick <laughs> up the back half of Racky the Raccoon. Oh, God. And that's not the thing that made Mike Bullard barf, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, so he brought it out, right? Yep. Oh, so he, it, it had been dead for some time, and he kept putting it in the freezer and taking it out of the freezer. And <laughs> oh, God. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> And that night, the bus, that wasn't planned. Like it, really? He didn't, he didn't charter that bus. The guy was, because that was a kind of holding area by Rito Center where buses would often just kind of hang out while going back onto their, their job. And Tom or a producer, somebody told the bus driver that they had chartered that bus. And they, was, they didn't? No. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. No, it was That's he so cool. Just, yeah, got the guy to drive everyone home. That episode was so funny because I remember, like, clearly it went on for hours, it seemed like. And when he dropped off the last girl, he, like, went in her house and was, like, playing piano and waking up her parents and stuff. He was the best. That stuff was so It was funny. great. I remember that night. I was... That's I missed wild. my last ever high school dance that night. It was a oh, prom no. fundraiser, and it was happening over in Hull. And oh, I remember wow. we were in grade 13, which meant that a lot of us were 18, so you could 
drank in Quebec. And I remember right. being like, this is pretty cool. I would have fucking prom <laughs> fundraiser at a bar. <laughs> and then I felt even cooler being like, sure, I kind of missed the prom fundraiser. <laughs> I'm working on a TV show right now. Wow. <laughs> Did you that... ever see people get like physically angry and, and freak out over stuff that you guys were um, shooting? Not in studio. Because everybody was kind of on the same page. They were all big fans. Right. But, but I mean, the, like the... Uh, I saw the, the footage. Stuff. I wasn't right. there on locations with things. Oh, okay. It was always a really, really small team. A guy named Ray Hagel and Derek Harvey and Tom and maybe one or two other people. But it was generally Ray and Tom and Derek and maybe one other person. Because people must have wanted to beat him up sometimes. It, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it, I feel like now you'd almost be like, oh, okay, it's one of those shows. But I don't think people were really doing that. Yeah. Well, Tom invented guerrilla yeah. comedy. Nobody was doing that before Tom. You know what pissed me off? Remember on Jackass when Bam Margera would play pranks on his parents? That's like the most direct ripoff of Tom Green imaginable. Like it wasn't even hidden. So, like. Yeah, it was. Like, that's one of those instances of where I don't know how long Bam had been doing that for. Because Bam was okay. in a band called CKY. Oh, okay. And I know Tom liked CKY. So maybe it was just a thing they were all doing or... It could have been a thing where they did it independently of each other, but loved that it existed once they found out about each other. I see. Okay. And the internet was so new then that they couldn't have possibly found... You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I think it kind of happened organically between the two of them. And the thing is, Tom also never heard himself to be funny. And that's where those CKY jackass ideas come to play. Like, the CKY guys, they'd film Phil taking a shit, then walk up and bitch slap him in the face and keep punching him in the gut, whereas Tom would paint two lesbians making out naked on the hood of his dad's car. Yes. A gentler approach. Yeah. (laughs) More sophisticated. What was the deal, too, with Tom Green's rap rap band? What was oh, it? yeah, Disorganized Organized Rhyme. Organized Rhyme, Check yeah. the OR. Yeah. yeah. He I only heard of that after his show, but it was it's weird that he had a successful rap group. Juno nominated. Had he won the Juno that night, he was going to handcuff himself to the podium and not leave. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Who won? Was that, like, the era of, like, Dream Warriors? Or it would have like, been around then. Right. It would have been, like, 90, fuck, like, two, three-ish. Right. Yeah, huh. maybe around then. Amazing. It was wild when he went from Comedy Network to MTV, and it was like, he felt like, you know, an accessible, local, not really a big deal guy to, like, suddenly seeing him get so famous and interviewed on Letterman and stuff. It was nuts. Did you ever hear what the pitch was at MTV? No. No. He walked into the the boardroom, and uh, there's all these executive types and whatever, and he had a briefcase with him. He took the briefcase out, opened it. It was a bunch of cans of shaving cream, and then he laid down on the boardroom table and just covered himself in shaving cream and started writhing around on the table, then got up and left. Wow. <laughs> that is how it's done in showbiz. <laughs> That's amazing, because like, the wrong person doing that would just be really weird. Yeah. Like, if someone did that without the right confidence, you know, like, well... That's a no. That's how Liam Neeson auditioned for Schindler's List. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. You would feel dumb if you didn't get the show, though. You're does like, he oh, still, really? like, does he still live, or, like, not live there, he lives in L.A., but does he, like, have a place still in Ottawa, or is he around there? Um, I don't know if he owns a place in Ottawa. I mean, his parents are still there. Right. And I know uh, he visits every now and then. He, he just he, performed at the club, I think. Remember he used to oh. have that talk show from his house in yeah. L.A.? That was funny. 
I thought that was good. They're also innovative. The thing is, Tom has always been kind of ahead of the curve with stuff mm-hmm. and doesn't get enough credit for that type of stuff where there's a whole generation of humor that he inspired. Oh, yeah. Web broadcasting, creating right. your own content, mm-hmm. all that shit. I mean, Tom was an innovator. Yeah. Is Absolutely. He, is he a cool guy? He's awesome, man. That's cool. It'd be yeah. so funny if after all this, you're like, oh, no, he's not. No, <laughs> <That's all. laughs> no it's... <laughs> It was pretty cool. Like back then, I remember I was running for student council, and Tom helped me with my campaign, and he was in my oh, wow. my posters with Tom and I. Your opponents must have been so mad. <laughs> yeah. They weren't happy yeah. about it. And uh, years later, he was hosting the Comedy Awards in Ottawa, and I was presenting an award, and I remember I was having a bite to eat at a restaurant near the theater, and Tom walks in with his parents, and he goes, Mom, Dad, this is Ben. He used to work on my show. Now he's got his own show. Oh, and he was all, like, super <laughs> excited to tell him about it. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great dude. I That's love Tom. Cool. Like, I got his number still. Damn, let's call him let's up. Let's call him up. <laughs> but he's definitely not somebody who forgets, like, people. That's good. That's cool. Hmm. So, um, Ben, before we, I guess we've had a cool chat today. Um, before we wrap things up, do you have any upcoming shows or gigs or anything, or tours? Yeah, man. Plug or? Uh, I'm going to be eating uh, some durian. Yeah, yeah, well. Outside I'd be able later. to help you with that. But uh, <laughs> September 26th at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre, I'll be at the Just for Last Festival. Right. In Toronto, JFL42 for Sirius XM's Top Comic. Uh, then I'm doing the Garage Show. And Toronto as well. Dan Gallagher. And yeah, I got some shows coming up in Montreal and possibly Ottawa. And then I'm looking into my next UK tour. Cool. Nice. Well, and we'll get we'll the link. free subscription to uh, Just for Laughs. Yeah, man. Canada. Just for Laughs Canada, Series XM 168. Give it a listen if you already have a subscription. And I know I'm shilling right now, but the channel is fucking awesome. And I mean, Woo. we play the shit out of great comics, man. Uh, like everybody who's doing shit in Canada, everybody who's legitimately funny and working and gigging and killing it or being featured on this channel. And uh, don't even look at it as Canadian. Look at it as like indie. Right. Right. And if you want to be cool uh, with the new shit and see who's coming up, this is where you find them. Very cool. Check it out. Check it out. Yes. Uh, Excellent. Well, Ben, thanks so much for coming, man. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Ben. Mike, until next time. I shall see you soon, James. (laughs) Do something with these cats, too, man. (laughs) 